Hi, hi, hi. It's time to the math guy today. Welcome to After Class Podcast with Miss Donovan. So today for geometry, our week nine overview, we will be looking over 30-1, 30-2, 30-3, 30-3, and 31-3. So again, those are our four sections. We'll talk about our mathematician of our week and then also go over assessment number nine. So let's get into the topics. Our mathematician of the week this week was Fern Y. Hunt. Fern was born in 1948 in New York City, and her parents actually never finished college. It was a teacher who pushed her to pursue math and science. She got her bachelor's in mathematics from Bryn Mawr College, um, her master's and her doctorate from New York University's current Institute of Mathematics. Um, and then she ended up just doing a lot of research. She did research for the National Institute of Health and Laboratory in the Laboratory of Mathematical Biology from 1981 to 82, and then the National Bureau of Standards from 86 to 91. In 93, she started doing mathematical problems for physics and chemistry research for the National Institute of Standards and Technology and individually uh, researched aerogotic theory of dynamical systems. She received the Arthur S. Fleming Award in 2000 for outstanding federal employment. Um, she was a member of the Graduate Record Examination Mathematics Board from 88 to 91. In 92, she became a member of the board of the Bryn Mawr College Board of Trustees. In 94, she became a member of the Biological and Environmental Research Advisory Committee for the Department of Energy. And she earned many recognitions, like uh, being recognized as mathematically gifted in black for a Black History Month in 2017 as an honoree. She was inducted to the Class of Fellows of the American Mathematical Society in 2019. And the Association of Women in Mathematics included her in their 2020 cast class of AWM fellows. And that's our Mathematician of the Week, Fern Y. Hunt. We're going to start with section 30-1. So our target for 30-1 was I can solve problems using areas of rectangles, parallelograms, and composite figures, and I can use the coordinates to compute perimeters and areas of figures. So we started today specifically with the areas of rectangles and parallelograms. Luckily for us, they have the same formula, area equals base times height. A composite figure is a few shapes uh, like put together. So we don't know how to find the area of a composite figure altogether, but we can break it up into different shapes and find those areas. So we kind of just started off with figuring out the, um, for, for rectangles, figuring out the area. We need the base, it was base times the height, and we just found that. For parallelograms, it's a little bit different. The height uh, connects the two bases and makes a perpendicular line. So if we don't have the height, we would have to find it. So again, um, we would have to find the height if we were not given it. It is a perpendicular line that connects the two bases. We also found the area of something on the coordinate plane. So remember, we just counted the base and the height while there, and we did that a couple times. Remember, the perimeter is all the sides added together. And again, we just really worked with composite figures after that, and that is 30-1. Then we got into 30-2. So 30-2, the target was I can solve problems using the area of triangles and composite figures, and I can use coordinates to compute perimeters and areas of figures. So we have a couple triangle formulas. The first one being to find the area, if we're given the base and the height, its area equals one half base and height. The other is just for equilateral triangles. Its area equals side squared times root three divided by four. Those are the two formulas we started using. 
First, we proved that a triangle is really half a parallelogram or half a rectangle, so that's why it's half of that formula for area. And then we just went and found the base and the height. If we're not given the height, we have to create a right triangle and use our Pythagorean theorem to find the height. If we're given a shape on the coordinate plane, remember we just count our base and our height and use those measurements from the coordinate plane. Then we moved on to a different area formula, which included sine. So we had area equals one half B times C times sine of A. So B and C were two side lengths that connected and created angle A. So it is two side lengths in the included angle that we use. And if we're given two side lengths in the included angle, we use one half B times C times sine of A. And those were the three formulas we used for 30-2. So let's move on to 30-3. Moving on to 30-3. So our target for 30-3 was I can solve problems using the area of rhombuses, trapezoids, and composite figures. And remember, composite figures are bigger shapes that we break into smaller shapes that we know how to find the area of. So a rhombus's area was one half D1 times D2, where D1 and D2 were both diagonals. And then the area for a trapezoid was one half times height times base one plus base two. So knowing that, we had to go ahead and just figure out our areas. So remember, the properties of the diagonals of a bisector are the diagonals are perpendicular bisectors of each other, and diagonals bisect opposite angles. So they create perpendicular angles where they connect. They also create two congruent segments on either side of their connection, and then also create two congruent angles. So those are properties that are important because sometimes uh, we need to create uh, right triangles to figure out the missing side so we can be able to figure out our area. So we did that. If we're given the two diagonals, we just plug it in. If we're given one diagonal but all four side lengths, we create a, a, a right triangle. So we would split that diagonal in half. That would be the length of one side. Your side length would be the hypotenuse. And then we would need to find the length of our other side, our last side, using the Pythagorean theorem. Once we find the length of that side, we multiply it by two and then add. We would, that is the diagonal we are missing, and then we can plug it into our formula for a rhombus. When we are given the formula of a trapezoid, remember the height is going to connect the two bases and create a perpendicular line. You might also have to use right triangles. You can use special right triangles sometimes to be able to figure out the height of that figure. A reminder, when you do have a coordinate plane, you can just count uh, the height in the bases or the diagonals, depending on what shape you have. And then we also worked with composite figures where we had to break the figure up into different shapes that we know how to find the area of. Sorry about that. So then we could um, eventually just uh, find the area and add those two different areas up together. And that's 30 dash. Let's get into 31-3. So we did two days of this, but we're really only going to go over it once. It was I can develop the formula for the area of a regular polygon, and I can solve the problems using perimeter and area of regular polygons. Our area formula for a regular polygon is one-half times P, or area equals one-half P times A, where P is the perimeter and A is the apothem. Uh, remember, regular polygons are equilateral and equal angular, angular and an apothem of a regular polygon is perpendicular segment from the midpoint of the side of a uh, polygon to the center of the polygon. So if we're given the apothem and we're given the side length, we can easily find the perimeter or maybe we're given the perimeter. We just plug in what we have, but what do we do if we don't have the apothem? Well, there are five steps. Steps number one, we have to find the measure of the central angle. So we do 360 divided by the number of sides. 
Step two, we draw the apothem. So we'd mark the right angle, divide the central angle by two, and divide the sides by two. Step three, we find the apothem or sides using trigonometry or special triangles. We usually use tangent. Step four, uh, we find the perimeter if it's not given. And then step five, we plug it into the formula. For those two days, we really just went over those steps. We did a bunch of problems, and that's 31-3. So we have assessment number nine that we are looking at. We have a few sections. This is last time you're seeing section 27-1. I give you the radius and the center. Write this uh, equation for the circle. 27-2, we're completing the square. I need the equation, the radius, and the center. That's also the last time you're seeing it. 31-32, you're seeing it the second time. You need to find the measure of one interior angle of a regular polygon. Not telling you what kind. You do n minus 2 times 180 divided by n. Then we're seeing 31, 30-2, 30-3. For uh, the first time, we have two multiple choice. One, you need to use the area formula of a triangle. That's one half b times b times c times sine of a. And the other, we're finding the area of a triangle, which is one half height um, times base one plus base two. Last section, 33-1, it's going to be one of those questions where you need to find the area of a regular polygon, but you are not given the apothem. And that's assessment number and that is it for after class the podcast so we have went over all of our sections 30-1 30-2 30-3 and 31-3 as well as our assessment number nine overview if you have any questions let me know other than that i'll see you in class